0: I'm Sarah. I'm Emily, and welcome to Strange and Sinister, where we talk about true crime, psychology, mysteries, <laughs> and all things spooky and weird. I messed up, and conspiracy theories sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will never memorize or recite it from memory again because I messed up.
1: That's okay. I think it's funny uh,
0: still. Welcome <laughs> to episode thirteen. Huh. Woo! Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about another. Missing child case. Oh god. I know. We're gonna take a break from disappearances yeah. after this, I think, and maybe cases involving children because it's been
1: really hard. Right? I I don't know. It just feels like very urgent to talk about missing children, missing people. So Definitely. that's kind of been my mindset. It's like we need to get the word out yeah. about these people. They, their Are
0: cases these... need to stay alive, or... right? they die exactly yeah and this case we're covering today is definitely one of those it is a much older case okay and it's a disappearance that happened in a national park
1: oh which
0: is definitely something we can talk about more and more in the future because a lot of people have gone missing in national parks yes
1: that is very true i'm intrigued about that like weird ass thing that just It happens. It happens.
0: Uh, Today's case is just one of those big mysteries, one in which the victim just disappeared in a matter of minutes and was never seen again. Uh, This is the disappearance of Dennis Martin. He disappeared on June fourteenth, 1969 from Spence Field in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. He was six years old approximately 4 feet and 55 pounds. He had dark brown wavy hair and dark brown eyes with long eyelashes. And when he disappeared, he was wearing a red shirt tucked into green khaki shorts and low-cut Oxford shoes.
1: Oh, my God. The Smoky Mountains are, like, close. Yeah, really close. Have you ever been? I have. Yeah? Uh-huh. Once.
0: I've been quite a few times. I um, we went to
1: Gatlinburg one time. Okay. Yeah.
0: So. I'm from the Knoxville area, so I've been there quite a bit to that area. Yeah, it's closer. I've only lived in
1: where we are now. Yeah, uh, in Tennessee. In Tennessee for, like, three years, three and a half years, so I haven't really, like, made my my rounds.
0: Oh, well, I've (laughs) lived in Tennessee
1: my whole life, (laughs) so (laughs) I have have made my rounds to, like, every part of the state. I don't know who it's going to surprise here, but... I'm from Ohio, actually. In real life, <laughs> <laughs> Ohio does exist. I know it does because I lived there for 18 years of my life, and I say pop instead of soda. So, do you? I do. I have
0: quite a few family members who say that because they're kind of from the north and mid
1: east too. In the last mid east, Midwest, mid In the last episode, I said soda. Did so you? Be proud. I'm so proud of you I made a conscious effort to say soda instead of pop because I knew that like I would say pop and people would start coming for me and they would not know what I'm talking about I think you should stick to your roots and say pop
0: because <laughs> I think it's cute
1: <laughs> when people makes fun of me for Aww. it every time I say pop they're like you mean soda and I'm like
0: no I have actually quite a few family
1: members from the north who just say coke for everything that is really interesting because some people around here do that too and I'm like that's true like it's weird like coke and they're like no bro i wanted like sprite or like i wanted dr Pepper," and i'm like why didn't you say that then yeah we can talk shit about those people (laughs) because what's that about yeah right or soda pop that's interesting too
0: anyway uh the search for dennis martin was the most extensive search ever done in the great smoky mountains national park but he was never found and to this day we do not know what happened to dennis
1: oh my god wait i'm gonna um look up a picture of him actually really quick i just want to see you can continue dennis martin
0: was born on june 20th 1962 to his parents william and violet martin william who also went by bill was an architect and they lived in knoxville tennessee with their four children douglas and dennis and their two younger siblings named sarah and michael Dennis was enrolled in special education at a school and uh, had a learning disability and it's also stated that he was mentally about a year and a half younger than his biological age. Oh,
1: my he was God. so cute, he wasn't was he? So cute He's just so little. He's a cute little boy. I don't particularly take a fond liking toward children in real life, yeah. <laughs> That, I mean, I I do love kids but yeah. when I can give them back to their parents. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, I loved
0: being a preschool teacher but I'm pretty sure I'd never want kids of my own. Right.
1: But this little boy is just so precious. Yes. He's very precious. He's got little big ears and like cute like cropped like hair with like a little swoosh in the front. It's very cute. Yes. So this is taking place over 50 years ago
0: and things were different. Back then, they did not have the technology we have today. They didn't have well-planned search and rescue strategies that maybe if this happened today, I wonder if Dennis would have been found. And because this is an older case, there will also be some details that just fall short in clarity, which is frustrating. But I don't know. So, yeah, there's some even case documents that will mention details but not elaborate on them. So
1: we're gonna do our best. Weird. Okay. Our, I think that they want to be so, like specific because it's like a child missing, missing. Yes, but okay. Times yeah. were
0: I different. Times were different. It's been a long time. Things could have gotten lost over time. I just I don't know. But considering it was never solved, I just kind of wish everything was out there. Yeah, but I don't think. Well, they never really regarded this case as criminal. Okay, Necessarily. But there are the theories out there that it could be. Okay. Uh, So our case takes place on Father's Day weekend in 1969. And we're following Bill and his two sons, Dennis and Douglas, and also Clyde Martin, who was Bill's father. Dennis was just shy of seven years old. His birthday was only six days away. Oh, man. And Douglas was nine years old. So, it was a bit of a boys trip. They'd gone to the park to hike and camp and spend the weekend together. And this weekend wasn't just the four of them going to the park to spend the weekend together. It actually stemmed from their own family's history, which is kind of cute. I'm not a hiker, but it's definitely in my family's blood to be into hiking. My siblings are into it. My dad and his brothers are into it. My grandpa is. It skipped me. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I get it. (laughs) For the Martin family, the tradition actually started with the two brothers, John and Jim Martin, in the early 1900s. They had lived in this area, and during the summers, they would herd their cattle up Boat Mountain Trail to Spence Field and let their cattle graze in the area. And this began even before the park was formed. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park, also known as the Smokies, which is way easier to say, so we're just going to call it the The Smokies Smokies. (laughs) from now on, was formed in 1934, and Cades Cove, which is the starting point of their hike, didn't become official until 1945. But even with all the changes, the mountains and trails uh, remained incredibly important to the Martin family, and flash forward to 1969, they have this tradition Of going every Father's Day to hang out in the park together, which is cute. cute. Yeah. And like I can imagine it was especially special for Clyde and Bill. And it kind of sadly reminded me of Aisha's case because she disappeared on Mm. her parents' anniversary. So for both those families, that was once such a beautiful day for them. And it really became the darkest day of their lives. Which is super tragic and sad so if you're not familiar with the Smokies they are a subrange of mountains within the Appala- Appalachian Mountains the Appalachian. yeah the Appalachian Mountains go from Georgia all the way up to Maine and into Canada on the eastern side of the United States and the Smokies are both in Tennessee and North Carolina and they're part of the Blue Ridge Mountains
1: and it's really pretty there It's so pretty. They have this really cool thing in Gatlinburg where you can, like, ride this little roller coaster thing, like, through the Smokies. Really? And it's so neat. I've
0: ridden, like, trains through the Smokies.
1: But it's, like, neat. You're, like, in, like, a little toboggan thing. Oh, cute. You run through it. It's, like, really cute. I love it. Especially in the fall. It is.
0: It's beautiful. Very pretty there. There's, it's the most visited national park in the United States with over 11 million visits per year. And it's called the Smoky Mountains because you see fog on the mountains in the early morning.
1: Okay, I'm going to make a jump cut here. And I'm just going to let y'all know that Sarah just found out right now that she can scroll on documents with the touchpad on her laptop. She's been using the arrow keys your, your entire life? My entire life, yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Do you know how much this benefits during an episode, too? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we talked about the Smokies. Perfect. Okay. They left their home in Knoxville, Tennessee, which shout out because I'm from Knoxville, but Shop. they left their home on Friday, June 13th and arrived that day at the park at Kate's Cove. And from Kate's Cove, they began their hike and they hiked to the left of Anthony River on a trail for over 10 miles until they reached Russell Field. That is quite the trek. Ten miles. Yeah. With a
1: six-year-old? Yeah. Damn.
0: Uh, they camped for the night right there at the shelter. And the next day, they had a much smaller hike, only about two miles to Spence Field. And Dennis really enjoyed hiking. And this was his first overnight camping trip. And he'd hiked many, many times before with his family and really loved it. He loved like going ahead of all his family members and kind of leading them you know, up the trail. He was all about it. He really liked it. That's so cute. Uh, Spencefield is a pretty secluded area of the park that is described as a highly elevated meadow in the mountains. There are several trails that run through, including the Appalachian Trail that runs through this area east to west. And Spencefield is on the border of both Tennessee and North Carolina. And they actually met here up with another family also called the martins whoa yeah it was carter martin who was a teacher from huntsville alabama and his two sons and i really can't say with certainty what the relationship is here it's very unclear if these martins were related or if they just met that day or had planned to meet there literally every article i read said something different most articles either said that they happened to have the last name and they were not related, or some said they were distant cousins. Okay. Yeah, and official documents are pretty vague about the relationship. These documents focus more on the timeline of events, which I guess it's because this case isn't regarded as criminal, and maybe that's why there's a lack of information on the relationships of these people. But, yeah, that's all I can really say about it. Weird. Okay. There's also a few accounts that mention Clyde, the grandfather's siblings, could have been there that day with some of their families. And this specific article I'm thinking of is pretty detailed and seems reliable, but it states that Clyde's three brothers and his sister had spent the previous night in Spencefield and they'd met up that day. And I couldn't fact check this either. There were some additional sources that stated there were other relatives there. But when I looked at official reports, from what I found, they kind of refer to the adults as this one collective group. And they really only specified Bill, who was the father, Clyde, the grandfather, and that's kind of it. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not, like, accounted for how many people Dennis knew who were at the field, which I feel like kind of matters.
1: Yeah, that's kind of important information to know if a child goes missing who was around that child at that time yeah so that's interesting that they just did not keep a record of that because it also tells you how many
0: people were there to immediately start looking for Dennis how spread out they could have been how many people could have been calling his name that he was familiar with and knew the voice
1: of right
0: yeah that all super matters to me but it's not elaborated on how many people were there
1: I guess. It was a different time, I guess. I don't I guess. know. We just didn't know as much about how to find people, I guess. I don't know. So that afternoon, Douglas and Dennis and the two
0: boys from the other Martin family were playing and running around, playing hide hide and seek. And they had this idea to come up and scare the adults by hiding in the bushes and jumping out when the adults weren't expecting it. So they split off to hide. Um, and they decided that since Dennis was wearing this bright red shirt, the adults might spot him easily. So they actually planned it so that Dennis would hide separately from the other three boys. Oh, no. Yeah. So the adults were nearby. They'd been keeping keeping an eye on the boys while they played, and they knew what the boys were up to. Clyde and Bill even kind of had a laugh to themselves because they knew they were planning this and they were going to go along with it. And it's crazy because Bill knew exactly where Dennis was he watched Dennis go hide behind this specific bush and he waited a few minutes it was only about two or three minutes that had gone by when Bill became concerned about where Dennis was because the other boys had jumped out to scare them but Dennis had not oh.
1: yeah what an interesting situation to find out that your child has gone missing right That's really weird. Now, Dennis was
0: the youngest and he was the smallest. So they kind of figured maybe it was taking him longer to kind of make his way around the bushes and jump out and scare him. So they were kind of trying to be patient with them because they didn't want to spoil him scaring them, too. So they kind of gave him a minute like they were cautious about it, but they were giving him a minute. But Dennis still did not jump out of the bushes And so they start calling for him and looking around. And kind of what's so crazy to me is Dennis is tiny. He's this 50-pound little boy, four feet tall. And he couldn't have made it that far. It was only a couple minutes. And yet, you know, they're spreading out, looking for him, calling him, and he does not answer their
1: calls at all. Yeah, and, like, I mean, you're probably going to – going but yeah i assume that like you know he was wearing that bright red shirt and everyone was like around exactly. so, like would you not see him like dash away that
0: red shirt would stick out in that green like scenery right. but remember they're in a national forest it is incredibly dense oh yeah this forest like as soon as you're in the bushes like you're in the wilderness she thick. yeah she
1: thick I think we've actually said that in a episode before. Yeah, we have.
0: <laughs> we said it about a house or a hotel. We said it about um, hot- um, yeah, the um, Cecil Hotel Cecil. Yeah. We said she thick. She thick. So everyone looked for Dennis in the field and the surrounding woods and trails. And there were the several trails that split off from this field. And Bill started running these nearby trails, trails uh, calling for his son. And I can't imagine the fear or panic that was going through him. I really feel so bad for him. Uh, pretty quickly, Clyde started the trek back to Cades Cove so that they could tell park rangers about Dennis being missing. And he arrived there at around 8.30 that evening. And Dennis had gone missing at 4.30. Damn. Yeah, it was quite a hike back. Um, At 7.30... Terry Chilcote, who was a Cades Cove seasonal naturalist and his wife, traveled through Spence Field and learned that Dennis had gone missing. And they could account that they had not seen Dennis or anything out of the ordinary on the trail on the way there. And I think they were coming from the direction of Cades Cove. And as I said, the wilderness of the Smokies is really dense and it's very possible. I read that you could even be feet away from someone. And not even know they were there.
1: That's terrifying. Yes. That's why I don't go hiking in the woods. Yeah. And where Dennis disappeared
0: specifically was covered in rhododendron and mountain laurel, which are two different types of floral bushes, as well as trees and other vegetation. And also just any wrong turn, he could have found himself slipping down a steep hill Falling into a crevice, into water, and to make things worse, there were also storms that evening. They began Aww. at nightfall, and it continued to rain for two days. And it was a pretty bad storm. It rained several inches that night at Spencefield. So any tracks or evidence that he could have left behind would have been washed away by the rain. That poor baby. I know, and it. I think it was. It got to around fifty degrees. That evening, which is pretty cold for that's a child cool. to be stuck out in the rain. That's that's pretty cold. Especially in, like, shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And it also, this storm would have made the streams and the rivers pretty turbulent, too. Which is really scary, too. So, there was no official protocol on search and rescue within the park at this time. So... The search for Dennis began the next morning, Sunday, June 15th at 5 a.m. It started out with around 30 people, including park rangers and others who maintain the park and rescue groups from Blount County and Sevier County, as well as members of the Smoky Mountain Hiking Group and other volunteers. They also had experienced people search the waters nearby, specifically like the natural water drainages around Spencefield. And this group, by early afternoon, had grown to 240 people, uh, which included more volunteers, search and rescue, Boy Scouts, which, that's amazing. But at the same time, there was a lack of coordination and planning. They're all just, from what I gather, out there searching for Dennis and not necessarily knowing what to look for when it comes to evidence and clues and that kind of thing
1: yeah they so. weren't advanced enough yet to do like the grid search thing and yeah to, like, be communicative i guess like i mean you didn't have cell phones you didn't have like pagers you didn't have things where you could just like alert maybe they had whistles because uh, i was thinking like what if someone else got lost in there like while they were searching oh my gosh yeah you know yeah hopefully they had like some sort of Signaling device. I'm sure they had like whistles or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea.
0: But you can imagine, even with all these people searching, they could have easily disrupted more evidence. Even after the storm, whatever could have been left behind, they could be overlooking or even ruining by stepping over it or anything. Yeah. But Dennis's mother arrived at the park around 1230 that day and... Uh, the rangers in search and rescue continued their search, and they continued to call for more and more help to aid in the search for Dennis, and they wanted to get people in the air searching for Dennis, too, and they were able to get helicopters involved. I know at least two were dispatched that first day, and the problem with the helicopters, though, is with all the storms It was super foggy and misty, and the forest is already as dense as it is, so it didn't help as much, you know, it it only helped so much. But on Monday the 16th, the trails and the surrounding area were searched again. Uh, The water and the drainages were continued to being, (laughs) for they continued to be searched, And then the National Guard became involved in the search. Uh, The disappearance of Dennis was making news, too, which brought in more and more individual volunteers uh, arriving to help look for Dennis. And most, or sorry, more search and rescue squads came from surrounding states to volunteer. And the total count involved in the search for this day on Monday was 300 people. Damn. Yeah. And 60 Green Berets, which are... Army Special Forces would also join in on the search
1: for Dennis. Oh my goodness.
0: And they were also able to kind of tackle harder to reach terrain, which is pretty awesome. Uh, The search continued all week with the number of volunteers growing each day to a total estimated number of 1,400 people who helped search for Dennis that week. Wow. That is amazing, but there's no way to organize 1,400 people. And when they they really could have unintentionally overlooked things or destroyed things, which is kind of the big question about this case looking back.
1: Um yeah. that yeah. It is awesome that they got so many people to help. But yeah. like how would you know
0: if you were doing if a you thorough were doing job it? Yeah. yeah. How would you
1: know if you were to even begin? Doing it? Yeah.
0: That it is a huge amount of space that you are just
1: walking through, walking digging through, through like, and
0: most of them were stuck to the trails, of course. Yeah. So
1: But yeah. still like you can't really do a thorough job, especially not really knowing what you're looking for, not really like being able to know if you're destroying evidence. It's it's sticky sitch. Yes. Now,
0: that Tuesday, so the 17th, it would have been three days into the search, they did find footprints in an area that had been previously searched. And these footprints matched that of a young child with one shoe on and barefoot on the other. The shoe print did not, or sorry, the shoe print did match an Oxford shoe in the size Dennis wore. Two hikers found and followed these prints and they ended at a stream of water and this evidence is difficult but boy scouts had been involved in the search and they also wore oxford shoes but i doubt any of them were as young as dennis or as small as dennis i would imagine the boy scouts would have been a bit older than six years old people look at these prints and kind of believe they must have been newer than three days old because of all the rain that had happened and All the people that had gone through there, unless they were missed, um, it's regarded that these prints probably would have been newer than three days.
1: I would assume so as well.
0: Yeah. So we don't know if that means Dennis was alive days later walking in the area that they were also searching, which would be pretty crazy if they still were overlooking Dennis when he was that close, or if these footprints just somehow lasted a few days or if they didn't even belong to him. We don't know. Interesting. Yeah. But this evidence is ultimately dismissed. What? Yes. I really hope to God they search the stream and where the stream leads, uh, Because if that was him and the waters were as turbulent as they say, he really could have easily fell in and been carried off somewhere.
1: Oh, my God. Like, imagine he was just trying to get, like, a drink. Yeah. And he just fell in. Jeez. Yeah. But
0: I I don't know. They were never able to truly identify where these footprints came from.
1: Yeah. I hope they
0: searched the stream. I hope so. And sometime after this, I think within the next day or two, a shoe and a sock were found. And that's all I know. I don't, I can't tell you what kind of shoe this was. Like if it was an adult shoe, a kid's shoe, if it was an Oxford shoe, I literally, it nowhere says. They did not document that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. They did not document it. That nowhere does it state what kind of shoe was found or if it could have been Dennis's. I hope it wasn't, and that's why they didn't document it properly, but I really would hope they wouldn't overlook that evidence when they were looking for a child. But yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, both those pieces of evidence were kind of
1: dismissed, and I don't know why. It's really hard with old cases like this when, like, you just have to be okay with like the vagueness of everything it sucks because like we are so used to now like being able to yeah where's the photo of the shoe the where's yeah, yeah they weren't able to do that then and it just gets very frustrating especially in a missing person's case like this where it's like yes. dire that we know this information it, it really sucks and searches you
0: know grew and grew the first week of Dennis's disappearance, but by the second week, the number of volunteers quickly went down, and it became more and more likely that if Dennis was found, they weren't going to find him alive. Uh, searching continued until June 29th, which was the day the last search for Dennis was done by volunteers and park rangers, and the search was officially called off by the park on September 14th,
1: 1969. Oh. I don't know I don't know about you but I would like never stop like looking right it's very interesting I mean obviously at some point you have to call off like the official like get everybody here and search but like I don't know I would still be like someone needs to be looking for evidence someone needs to be looking for this child making sure that he's not hold up somewhere alive
0: yeah it is yeah no child should ever have to go missing and not be looked for right just left you know yeah yeah and you know it was the largest number of people involved in a search within the park but it lacked the organization so if it happened today I think Dennis would have been found Yeah. Um, There's a lot more technology today. Uh, Rangers would have been notified way sooner that a child was missing. It was four hours until Clyde could make it to the station to even tell
1: someone what had happened. Um, Yeah, we could have had them infrared, like, overhead cameras. Like, that's really upsetting. Definitely.
0: And they definitely, I think, could have began the search in a smarter way by getting well experienced trackers involved to really look at the scene before anybody else was just out there looking at least early on
1: yeah we have like special like people to do that now yeah. like we don't just have like anyone and everyone coming to these national parks to look Even for Even then
0: I'm sure there could have been trackers that they could have really had looking I don't know. I just at the time, hindsight's 2020, 20, I really think they just thought they would find this child cuz how does a child just disappear? Right? And you not find him, how could he be wandered that far?
1: Yeah. You know. No, I they probably had a notion that they would find him pretty easily, yeah. especially with all the people that were there searching. They probably were like, "Oh, we'll find him in a couple hours. Like it'll Which be fine."
0: Most people who go missing, they do find in these parks. Like yeah. people get lost all the time, but and so. they do find them but
1: yeah it's really upsetting and
0: sad it is so bill martin believed that his son could have been kidnapped and taken out of the park most officials including the fbi believe that dennis had tragically gotten lost and would have died pretty quickly to the elements uh the martin family offered up a five thousand dollar reward for anything that would lead them to finding their son that's nearly $40,000 in today's money. Damn. And it's likely that Jenna's died in those mountains but I understand why his parents didn't want to believe that. I understand why they believed in the possibility that he could have
1: been taken. That's a really interesting theory considering you were like looking at your son. I mean not like Adam but like you were there. Yeah, like you were you there and there's no other evidence him. that someone else was there. Yeah, I mean, but I I do understand wanting to rationalize. But they looked, to them, you know,
0: they looked everywhere for him and never found any evidence that he was there.
1: Yeah. Well, except for maybe the maybe footprint. footprints. in a sock and a shoe, maybe.
0: So I also understand that. In their minds, they're just grasping at anything that maybe that's it. Maybe he was taken and immediately ran off. And that's why we never found him.
1: Yeah. Uh, A
0: few weeks after Dennis disappeared, somebody did come forward with some weird information about something they'd witnessed the same day that Dennis had disappeared. And at the time, this witness had no idea there was a missing child. So they didn't connect anything themselves until a few weeks later when they were watching the news Uh, Harold Key from Carthage, Tennessee was visiting the park with his family the same day that Dennis disappeared Uh, him and his family were specifically at an area of the park called Sea Branch near Rowan Creek and this was about 5 to 6 miles away from when from where Dennis disappeared but traveling by trail it would have been more like 7 miles Uh, Harold described hearing an enormous, sickening scream. A few minutes following the scream, his own son thought that he'd saw a bear in the woods, but when Harold looked, he could see that it was actually a man that he described being very rough and rugged looking, and he was coming from the direction that he believed the scream would have happened, which is also stated that it could have been in the direction of Spence Field, which was where Dennis disappeared.
1: Oh my god goodness wow yeah that's an insane like story yeah
0: now I couldn't fact check this for sure but a lot of sources say that Harold saw this man carrying something over his shoulder that was red whoa not all sources include this detail and I couldn't fact check it for sure against any of the statements that Harold made and I only found a couple in some news articles so I don't know what he told officials or anything but that is a detail that's included in some accounts of what happens
1: that's crazy I literally like just like minutes ago said that I didn't believe the kidnapping theory and now I'm like oh do I do I maybe
0: yeah wow okay Harold had the impression that this man was trying to not be seen, but he witnessed the man getting into a white car and speeding off, which is very scary. Wait, a white, wait, a white car, like a sedan or something, I don't know. On the trail? No, they were, you know, there's. Driving points throughout the park and different okay little parking areas that you can stop and park a car and then look around the little okay, area okay so he was at one of those areas and
1: okay. I was like damn he driving through the woods <laughs> <I didn't. laughs>
0: no uh no this car was like parked on a you know one of the park little areas okay Sure. Yeah, okay yeah sure uh the FBI and the Rangers ultimately don't believe that it could have had anything to do with Dennis. And their reasoning was that the report was made several weeks after the area had been searched and it was too far away from where Dennis disappeared and that it likely wasn't anything to do with Dennis. But this is still a huge theory because I don't necessarily know in my gut if this is what happened or like had anything to do with Dennis. But if someone had taken him, they could have made it. Those many miles in that amount of time.
1: You know, that's weird that they're, like, immediately just, like, throwing that out. Even, like, because it was a couple weeks later.
0: Yeah, because the statement was made a few weeks later. And because it
1: was... Far away. Far away. But, like, if you just don't know that the kid is... Like, there is a missing child. Then, like, I mean, who are you supposed to report that to? Yeah. You know? Like, if you're just, like, that was weird. Like, wh- like, I guess there would be no reason to, like, report it at the time.
0: Yeah, and especially since Harold couldn't even give an exact time for when this happened. He knew it was sometime later in the afternoon, probably after Dennis disappeared, but it could have been as late as 7.30, which, given that time frame, that is plenty of time.
1: Yeah, to make it seven miles, absolutely, especially if yeah. it's, like, a man carrying a child. Yeah. He's rushing back to his car. Making sure no one's seeing him. Yes. And he could have skipped trails at certain points and made it there quicker. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's some crazy witness.
0: Yes. And at the time, you know, Harold wasn't thinking to remember this. So he didn't take account for what time it happened or anything like that. Because he kind of thought at the time it might have been a moonshiner. Which, you know, is common to that area for people to be doing that. I don't know it's, it's
1: when you make, make your own moonshine? alcohol yeah okay oh yeah. okay sorry though they were called moonshine. i don't
0: know if they are either but i just made it up people that make moonshine <laughs> yeah people who make moonshine i if it's not a thing i just made it a thing moonshiners <laughs> Moonshiner.
1: i would just assume that it's like a dad and a kid like doing the trails a kid gets hot gets hungry gets upset whatever the dad's like all right like let's go Like, you're being loud. Like, we'll we'll go. Yeah. I mean, Harold
0: never identified that he was carrying a child, but there was that scream.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And the Martin family believed that this possibly could have been what happened to Dennis. That he could have been kidnapped even by this man and taken out of the park that day. So, it's definitely not impossible, so... It's wild to me that they disregarded this so quickly when they still hadn't found Dennis yet.
1: Right? Like, why not even look into it at all? Yeah. Weird. Unless they know something that we don't. Yeah. True. That's kind of what I always assume when some evidence comes to light or, like, some witness or testimony or something and you're like, that, you know, it might... It it has some weight to it, and the police immediately throw it out. I just assume that they know something that we don't. Right? Because, like, why else would they not look into it? Many psychics also come forward. Oh, here
0: we go. All right. Yeah, this is a very gray area, because in true crime, there's, in a lot of cases, there's people who will come forward claiming to be psychics, and getting involved, messing up the investigation, hurting the families.
1: Sylvia Brown, need I say more? I don't know that situation. Oh. Just a rundown. I, it's not really, I mean, it's only relevant because Sylvia Brown was like a psychic, very big in true crime talk show stuff. Yeah. Um, I think this was in like maybe the 90s, 80s maybe. She got involved in a lot of true crime. Like, parents would go to her on, like, live, like, daytime television and be like, is my son or daughter, like, okay? Like, where is she? Like, what happened? And she would just pull some shit out of her ass and just ruin. That's gross. Yeah. So I have kind of a dislike for psychics who try to insert themselves into um, cases. Yeah. I think it's none of your business and unless you're like a hundred percent sure I I think it's very disrespectful it is which I mean if you're I'm not a psychic so I can't I don't know if you can be a hundred percent sure but I mean obviously it's not an overarching uh statement because I mean maybe a lot of psychics actually are trying to genuinely help
0: maybe and
1: but I don't know I don't know I've never know. encountered a psychic, so either I'm very open
0: minded same
1: as like, a person, I'd but love I to. do
0: believe most of them are frauds. Oh, yeah, and it's disgusting to me in these situations. yeah,, uh, but many psychics do come forward to the Martin family and they follow up on each one. Someone claiming to be a psychic from Los Angeles called to say that Dennis would be found two and a half miles to the left of where he was last seen with his father. That he'd fallen off a steep place and was hung up in bushes, but still alive. Someone from New Orleans told them to not look on the ground, but to look up at the trees and treetops for Dennis. Which I don't know about that one. What? Another person from Gatlinburg, Tennessee claimed that he dreamed for two nights of a lost boy who was not very far from where he disappeared. He stated that he dreamed first of him sleeping on a hill behind a log, but the next morning he dragged himself to water. All right. A woman in Michigan predicted that Dennis could be found five miles southeast from where he was last seen by a stream near a waterfall, and that she also included that there were white pine trees in the area.
1: Is that even true? I don't know. Do we even know if there's a stream five and a half miles southeast of where he went missing? I don't know. Like I feel like these are pretty easy to like weed out.
0: Yeah, another psychic who came forward was Jean Dixon of Washington D.C., and she's actually kind of, I guess, a famous or well-known psychic. Or was uh, she? She was known for predicting the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and she was also one of many astrologers to the First Lady Nancy Reagan, wife of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Wagon. Wanna wagon. <laughs> Why am I a podcaster? I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, she said to look around the area where Dennis was last seen playing. He walked on ground level, then walked down at an incline and turned to the left at a 40 to 50 degree angle and up a little, then went back down. It would be underneath the point of the incline. Sorry for laughing. That was just a lot.
1: No, it's kind of silly because like, okay.
0: The area where he... Turned left has shrubbery and thicket.
1: Wow, you mean like the rest of <laughs> like the, the whole part? park? Yeah, that's literally what
0: I said when I read this the first time. The area where he went left did not have any trees, but was more or less clear. Damn, she has a play by play, I guess. Yeah. There was also a bit of tension between Bill and the FBI. He wanted them to play a bigger role in investigating the disappearance. The FBI were not actively investigating because there was no evidence of a crime or a kidnapping. But to Bill, he believed because of all the search efforts that they'd made with no progress, um, he believed that was reason enough to investigate it as if it was criminal. Plus, I mean, Harold's account of what happened that day should at least be suspicious enough.
1: I mean, that is tea. I'm very happy that nowadays, like, missing children especially are the utmost importance yeah and the fbi gets involved like almost immediately in cases like that so i'm happy that there's been progress and i agree with bill that they probably should have been looking closer uh bill and violet went to the fbi offices on july
0: 16th and asked again in person if they could treat this missing child case like it were criminal bill wished that the fbi would treat the area as a crime scene and not just the location of where Dennis disappeared from and he also wanted Dennis's story to be regarded as a kidnapping to make it widely public so that everyone was searching for Dennis
1: and I get it I mean I understand like you really want to find your child and I get the urgency but I also you know just to play devil's advocate yeah, understand that, like, the FBI just... They just do not have evidence of it being criminal. I mean, they have that witness, but, like, y- you know, like, we can't know for sure if that's credible. Yeah. But, I mean, I also do think that they should have made this more important.
0: Yes. I mean, the likelihood was that he passed away in those woods to mm. the elements. That's very likely... What happened to him, but I don't know. It's so heartbreaking. It's such it's a... It's so sad. Uh, the Martin family asked help from Congressman John Duncan, who did send a letter to J. Edgar Hoover, who was the director of the FBI. And in this letter, Duncan... Edgar, wait, what?
1: Yeah. He was the director of the FBI?
0: Yes. You didn't know that?
1: No. It wasn't he? I didn't just make that up. No, you didn't make that I'm sure you didn't make that up, but I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, was he not the president? No.
0: Sure You're me. thinking of Herbert Hoover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that his name, Herbert Hoover?
0: Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you sure? Jay Edgar Hoover was not a president.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, Herbert Hoover was the thirty-first president. Oh, I didn't you know that. That one I we're did learning. Not know. We're both learning. Yeah, we're learning things. J Edgar Hoover yeah. also sounds really. Are you sure he wasn't a president? Yeah, I'm very sure. I don't think he was. Okay, no, I guess he wasn't. He was just the director of the FBI. Yeah, that's really weird because, like, I don't, I don't know why I um. I guess I just got the her- the Hoovers confused. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry. So, in this letter, Congressman Duncan expressed that many people, including authorities, believed that it was very possible that Dennis was taken out of the park. Or at least you couldn't disregard the theory entirely. And he stated that because this had happened in a national park, he was asking that there'd be some sort of official investigation carried on by the FBI, like on a federal level. Yeah. Uh, At this point... Well, there's a lot of letters I read. There was about, like, a 100 pages of letters in the FBI vault between Bill Martin and this congressman and various, like, FBI uh, employees. Damn. That I read through. (laughs) Quite a few. Uh, So it was a lot to organize, but Bill did express how grateful he was for the extensive efforts that had been made by everyone so far, but Ultimately, this doesn't go anywhere. The FBI didn't honor their request for the search for their son. Oh. So, one more thing happens, which is pretty scary. Oh, no. Uh, in 1985, a man came forward with some startling information. He said that years earlier, he was at the park, specifically at Tremont's Big Hollow, which is about nine miles away from where Dennis was last seen. This man was illegally hunting for ginseng, which is a root that is illegal to harvest in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And while hunting, he'd stumbled upon scattered human remains that he believed were of a small child. Oh. And sadly, he waited years to come forward with this information. Oh.
1: That makes me so angry. Yes. Because, like, why would you wait? If you see human remains... Even if they're animal remains and you just don't know, why would you not report that? Yeah. Like, what is the... I mean, I, I guess, guess because he was illegally harvesting ginseng. I
0: guess, but finding human remains is a lot more important than whatever fine you're going to be charged for
1: hunting right. this plant. I mean, like, you could not have that deep, just, like, been like, oh, I wandered off the trails and I found this. Like, it doesn't right? really matter how you found it. Like, you found remains. Like, okay. Yeah. Come on.
0: He waited years, and by the time he tells authorities and they go back and look at the area, did they didn't find anything, Oh my God, yeah, so I don't know, it's really possible that that could have been Dennis, and maybe if, even if it wasn't, but what he's saying is true, that's, that's those still were remains, person. yeah, that was the remains of a body there, and it they were never found, so yeah, I don't know. I kind of had this thought because it could have been whether the animals or whatever or maybe he just forgot where the spot was exactly. But I kind of wonder if they
1: were moved intentionally. Which honestly, yeah. Because if those have been there since 1969 yeah, and he stumbled upon them what in like the 80s? 80s.
0: Uh, He came forward with information in 85. I don't know exactly when.
1: Okay, so maybe like a couple years earlier than that. You know, they've been there for years and years and years, it would be very odd if they go back to the exact spot and they're just not there anymore for some reason.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there's a few main theories on what happened to Dennis Martin. We kind of touched on all of them. But to sum it up, the main theory is that six-year-old Dennis Martin wandered farther and farther back into those woods and through the thicket. And as he became more and more separated, he became lost. And from here, he would have eventually succumbed to the elements. The storm would have made him cold and wet. It would have made the streams very turbulent and could have even carried him farther away or he could have drowned. Uh, He could have fallen off a cliff or down a steep incline. Or even into a crevice that could have never been tracked or found, uh, there's another theory that he could have been attacked by a wild animal or even a bear. But if it wasn't him getting lost or followed by any of these occurrences, there is the theory that someone took him uh, kidnapped him, and either killed him and disposed of him in the woods or took him out of the park altogether. Ultimately, uh no one knows what happened. To Dennis Martin, and it's a total mystery. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Martin passed away in October of 2014. Damn. Uh, without ever knowing what happened to his son.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And I personally lean towards the theory that it wasn't a kidnapping. Um, that he just got lost in those woods, which is very sad and
1: scary. It's It's, so scary, especially when he was surrounded by people who knew him. Yeah, like people were there, multiple, and searching for him
0: that quickly.
1: Yeah, within moments. It's so sad. But I mean, there are a lot of bears in the in there. A lot, and I mean, shit. uh, Bears are fucking terrifying. They are. So they're cute though. Yes. They're pretty cute. We don't hate the bears, but we just don't fuck with them. No. Do not. Leave them alone. The people who,
0: you know, try to get close to bears to get pictures of them. Dummy. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right? Do not get out of your car. Oh do not get goodness. close yeah. to them. Like,
1: what are you doing? I
0: saw a TikTok a few weeks ago, and there was this person, you know, vid- taking a video of a bear, and they were zooming in, you know, obviously keeping their distance. But in their footage, you could see a person getting very close to the bear, and the person who was recording was like, what the fuck is this person doing? Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: People do that. They do. It's Don't stupid. do that. <laughs> do not. Just leave him alone. Please. Yes. Have you seen that crazy video of the guy, like, climbing, like, some mountain and some bear, like, runs up to him and he, like, punches the bear in the face to try to, like, get it away? I feel like it went, like, pretty viral. Yes. Like, TikTok. I
0: think I have seen that. Yeah. That's wild. Crazy. Yeah. So... That's kind of it for today. I think maybe for my sanity, we'll not
1: cover a disappearance or a child's case maybe for a few weeks. Yeah, we need to take a little break about disappearances. This is going to be like three episodes in a row about, like, disappearances. Yes,
0: not to mention just in the past we covered
1: a lot of disappearances, which I is guess, important. Yeah, I mean, there's entire, you know, Disappeared is a show. Yeah, but there's shows and podcasts solely
0: dedicated to disappearances and they matter
1: they do i think they still need to be solved yes they're interesting they need more light in the public like they need to be solved but we'll try to switch it up next week because like you know there's also other cases that need recognition yeah so
0: yeah that's it uh stay safe stay strange (laughs)
1: i'll see you in the next one